to the Digital Technopreneur Podcast, a place where entrepreneurs find their start into building a business in a digital and technologically driven world. I have spent the past decade building a management consulting firm and learning from some of the most brilliant individuals around the world. This podcast will guide you through the early stages of your entrepreneurial journey from the lens of each entrepreneur guest we have on the show. My name is Patrick Olawa, and I am joined with my co-host, NDO, and welcome to the Digital Technopreneur Podcast. Special guest today, Barbara Bonds. Um, and first of all, just welcome to the show, Barbara. Um, we're glad to have you. Before we go into your, um, your, your amazing um, background, um, where are you from? You know, uh, where's the family at? You know, um, what, what was you? What were you as a kid? We want to know that first. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, where am I? I'm a New Yorker. I was born and raised in New York City in Manhattan, and um, you know, born um, Cuban um, background, and then before that, Italian. But mostly, you know, I I wanted to to write a book called Growing Up Cuban because that's a whole other thing. As a kid. Um, <laughs> You wanted to do this as a kid? What? You said you wanted to write this book as a kid? As a kid, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so there there was that and grew up in the streets of Manhattan. Like the you know, Central Park was my backyard. Like when I looked out my window, I could see the George Washington Bridge. So that was kind of my upbringing. And then I um was a performer as a kid. And I did a lot of that. I performed, you know, on uh, on big stages at Lincoln Center. And, what type of performance? Uh, I did ballet, and then I did, um, and then I it was I was a musical theater kid, oh. right? And then I moved out to LA, um, and I've been in LA for now more years than I was in New York. And so, but I will always be a New Yorker at heart. I'm a I'm a single mom. I was married and um, we, we realized we were better friends than we were married people. And so we still are great friends. We were very committed to raising our daughter together. And my daughter turns 21 in just a few weeks. And I find that crazy that I have a 21 year old. Happy, happy birthday to her. Yes, I know, right? I like to ask this question to a lot of our guests and just people in general. Um, as a as a kid, what was what was something that really changed your mindset about being that performer, being the person you are today? Was there something, some intrinsic factor that said, "Hey, this is why I want to be passionate about what I'm doing today"? Um, how did that correlate to where I am today? Well, the thing is, okay, so here, it, I always wanted to be in show business in some way, right? But I also wanted to help people in some way. So what I would do when I was a kid, I swear to God, this is going to age me a little bit, but I used to watch the Brady Bunch, right? And so I would watch the Brady Bunch and then I would be in my house doing stuff and my parents would be like, what are you doing? It was like, well, they're watching me. Like, we, like I watched the Brady Bunch. I swore that other people were watching me like the Truman Show. Like I was, a, a, I was my own TV show. And I would do like bits at my in my house and my parents would be like, what are you doing? And I would do something like this and I would like set the table and it's like going, oh, this is going to happen. And then I would look as if I was looking to the audience, and, you know, and my parents are like, what are you doing? 
And my brothers thought I was crazy too. But I was like going, I, as a little kid, really thought that other people were watching me like I was watching the brain. Wow. Very true. Man. I, <laughs> I don't think I've shared that with too many people. Because <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I might be wearing a kind of a straight jacket if I share that with too many people. Oh, you're all <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> Patrick, how's your week going? Now, the hostess of the mostest, Team Levered, uh, Team, you know, Dream Team, him and his, his great squad up there in L.A. How's your week been? And, and just kind of break down, you know, what's going on and how's everything going with the, uh, the feedback, with the podcast? What are you hearing? You know, what, how's, the, how's the progress been going? Progress-wise, um, just, to, just to, to, to go back and, and Barbara, thank you for being with us. Yeah, this is, it's exciting to, to have this moment with you and, um, share this time with both of you guys, of course. But Barbara, we we've got some some like battle some battle you know uh, uh, field fields uh, scar. Uh, so yes, speak. we got battle wounds. Battle wounds. See, there yeah. you go. See, when, when English is not your first language, well, <laughs> you process it differently in your head <laughs> before you try to say it out. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, that's why I was studying that, thinking of the actual word in there. But um, as far as the progress, you know, honestly, getting started with this, with this mission of saying, I want to be able to do something like this. Um, and I had this conversation with Barbara and you guys are going to, we're going to be breaking me down today a little bit um, mm -hmm. as I'm going through this process today, because um, having a conversation with Barbara, I want to say about a week or so ago, and uh, we were talking about just, just business coaching, life coaching, and, you know, myself being a consultant, that's what I do. And so it's different when you're not the one asking the questions now and it's like flipped around the other way mm -hmm. and you're the one being examined. And it's like, ooh, this is, it's kind of nice. And in the same way, it's like, I think everyone needs to do that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about, about that as we go in today. But um, as far as the progress though, the progress has been good. Um, getting a lot of great feedback, you know, as far as individuals um, listen to the pod and, and uh, really shocked at some of the information that they're learning and, you know, some from the stuff from last week, the one from the week before, I'm excited for what they're going to learn today in regards to, you know, really knocking down fear and doubt and how, how we're going to kind of break into that conversation today. So I'm excited of what they're going to learn today. Um, my own personal progress through this, you know, in itself, <clears throat> you know, starting from ground zero and we jumped into this without technically a full plan. Um, you know, there's some people that they plan, 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 and then execute. Uh, there's some people that they just execute and no plan. And then there's me, I plan, execute, then continue to plan. Um, so, so it's, it's sort of like, um, I'm in between that process of, I plan a little bit, just enough to be one step ahead of what I need to do. Not necessarily, uh, except, uh, extensively farther out. So give example, like this podcast, we started a podcast and we haven't even figured out where this is going to air mm -hmm. or how it's actually going to air. But we do know we just need to get started. Um, so we got started and started building a community um, on Facebook and it's coming to life. It's, it's starting to, you know, people, you know, sending me uh, private messages in regards to how they are appreciating the process and excited to see how the progress, you know, continues on over the next, you know, a couple of months to come. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, to see what that, what it will be, you know, the, the potential is endless. That's what's exciting. The potential is endless. Um, so I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, uh, but LA, we're doing good in LA. Um, it's not burning up anymore. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, what you're saying, it's like, 
it, it's really important that you're just going because, you know, ready is a lie. Just go. Like, do it messy and figure it out. You ready, go, and then you can eat, right? right. And um, and so it's really, really important that you're just doing it, not letting perfection get in the way. Oh, and I'm a Virgo, so. I know. And that's you and perfection. It's a battle that I'm like, I got to get this thing right before I execute. But then it's, you know, then the other side of me says, hey, you know, you got to put your Virgo hat up to the side and uh, let's let's just get to it and let's just get to work. Right. Like I was I was I told someone I was at Aries one time. They said, oh, you're ready, fire, aim. And I was like, hmm, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. And I changed it ready, go, aim, because I'm trying to like change the conversation from fire. But but that's how I used to say it's like ready, fire and then, you know. It's but now when I were getting to it and it, it's it's the thought process around, all right, I'm getting started. What am I going to look like? Am I, and the basic question is, am I a fraud? We're going to be covering imposter syndrome today. And that's a big reason that we've brought Barbara on as a as special guest. But as uh, just as your expertise, Barbara, you've done a lot of different things. You've done yeah. everything from, you know, we're going to get into it, but you're an award-winning producer. You're a life coach. I mean, you, you've been to different parts of the country. Um, you've invented, reinvented, probably everywhere and far between. So just tell us about your your path from award-winning producer, I mean, from performer to producer to all the hats that you had. You know, what has been your process about taking the next step either forward or reinventing? Like, how has that been for you? Well, it's true. It's I, I, I have been known as a little bit the queen of, inter- of reinvention in my life because Yes, I started as a performer and knew very early on that that was going to be short lived because as a dancer, you know, it's hard on your body. So I was like, okay, how do I do this? And so, like I said um, before about my 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 love for the whole Brady Bunch and really watching television and movies, movies really um, were so important to me. Movies and television were important to me um, as a kid. So um it was a natural progression to go from performer to producer, writer, director, and I did all of those. And so I was in the scripted world. And then from the scripted world, when I had my daughter, I and I was coming back to television, I took some time off, I came back to television. Then I was like, oh, I got to do this differently. And I kind of went into the unscripted world and I did a lot of docu-series and reality shows and that kind of thing. And so, but, you know, it's, it was also about listening to my soul. And when my soul felt like I needed a shift, that's when I would reinvent. So, um, and always go, and now that I pull the camera lens back, and I look at the scope of my life, it's always in the same direction. And that direction has always been about helping people. My first iteration of that was a company that I called, um, that I was, that I co-founded called It's No Problem. We were a concierge company. We'll help you, you know, with the time you don't have, we'll help you get things done. And then my second iteration was um, a company that's called that I named in Italian as Portale de Sogni, which means portal of dreams. How can I make you help you make your dreams come true? Like so, it was. It's always been the same bent. 
And then I would do a business, go back to television, do a business, go back to television. And it, it became like that ping pong. So I was like, I got to really reinvent myself. And when I realized, and then I, I did um, financial services, which is that's how I met Patrick. And then, you know, it's interesting in life. And I think we're going to talk about this. Sometimes you fail, right? You thinking you're failing. But all that failing is are lessons, lessons that you take with you for your life, right? And so in these different iterations that I was talking about, especially in financial services, financial services for me was a big kind of turning point in my life in, in all the different reinventions. And it's because I, in the, in the midst of it, felt like a failure because it didn't, all, all my skills weren't translating, right? So I felt like a failure in that moment. And I hit kind of rock bottom with it. And so what I did was I was at a choice point, you know, and we all get to that point in our lives where we get to a choice point and you make a choice. And so what I did is I pivoted and I said, okay, what can I take from this experience that, that, on some level annihilated me and my financial life, you know, um, how, what can I take from it? What lessons did I learn about myself in this experience? And the lessons that I learned was, again, I was really great at helping people make their dreams come true within this. I was really great at speaking, public speaking. I was really good at putting all those things together so that the reinvention was like, okay, so what did I do at that moment? I went back to television for a while because that was, it was like, that's my little safe place. You know, when they say you got to burn the boats, sometimes you burn the boats, but sometimes hopefully there's a little raft coming. It was like, oh, wait, let me jump on that raft so that I can rebuild and then I can burn those boats again, right? And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I've reinvented myself once again, and I've become a life coach, performance coach, business coach. And really now, like it, all those things that I've taken, I have now all those, you know, failures, lessons, all of that in the reinvention over and over and over again, has come to right now where now I take it all and all this knowledge and go forward with my life so that I can help others. Now, I have a question for you, Patrick, then we'll turn it back to you, Barbara. Is mm -hmm. What's been your scariest transition? What has been uh, your, you know, your, because you were, I mean, you were doing things with uh, medicine for a while. I remember you doing things with uh, Coca-Cola for a little bit, and now you're in financial services. So what has been your, your, your scariest transition? I think, I think my, um, every time, actually, every time has always been scary. Very honestly, every time has been scary. I don't think there's one level that I would say um, pushed one overboard. Um, actually, you know what? Let me, let me backtrack. The transition to switch career path, completely switch career path from medicine. Because, you, you know, you, you just mentioned, you know, me being in the medical field initially, I spent a great successful chunk of my earlier life in, and I'm still young, I'm saying earlier life, like I've lived so long, um, <laughs> um, in medicine. And 
you know, being, being, you know, in that space and being successful and, you know, within, you know, I'm from an African family. And so it's like, when you're in medicine, it's like, this is like, you are there. You are like, you're the shit. And so <laughs> that's the status of, of what I needed to hold and being the eldest for my entire extended family, that taking a little bit more pressure. Um, and so after going through, you know, the process of being, um, getting some greats, I, I would, I would comfortably want to say I, I had some great success within the medical space because, um, we did develop a, a, a drug for cancer that it's actually still used today. And it's myself and four other people that created that drug. So that's something that, um, I can hold that very successfully. We got a lot of publications out of it, um, out of it when we did that. And then having to make that switch from the fact that, like kind of like Barbara, I like helping people. Um, but because I was never tuned into the idea of business, um, I never even looked into that direction. And But I just, I started feeling not um, whole with medicine. I wasn't feeling whole. Like I like the, the aspect of what I'm doing is helping people and things like that. But it truly wasn't hitting me. Like it wasn't creating the, the, the fulfillment I was looking for. And then I found business and I was like, wait, what is this thing? What is this world called business? And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to give this thing, this whole business space a shot and try it out. That was probably the scariest leap because I want to comfortably say for a year and a half, my family technically disowned me. Um, I wasn't speaking to my family as much during that time because I've just gone from being the picture perfect person in the family to now I am making the rest of the, again, I'm the eldest in the extended family. Now I'm making all of the younger ones look at my decision and say, oh, wait, if he can do it, then maybe we can go another direction also. Mm. So that was the, probably the biggest shift. And so it started, it gave me that, um, that was my first fear, my first doubt to say, am I actually in the right direction that I'm supposed to be going? You know, making this change. And I'm assuming that if I'm making this change, everyone around me is going to be supportive of it. People are going to like this direction that I'm going into. And then only to find out, nope, no one likes this direction. No one wants to see me do something new because they're used to me doing something before. And that was the, that was the, the mental part in the first time that I need to cross over to say, I am going through my journey. And it is going to, at the end of the day, be my journey. And it's not necessarily, you know, in the sense that I have to fit, uh, you know, into this mold that was expected of me to fit, I have to create my own mode because, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're all the fingerprints. We have different, we're not the same. And so it's being able to go through that process. That was the first fear. Like I, <laughs> I never felt so alone during that process. Mm -hmm. Like just being able to transition, I may smile, I may be happy and all that. And, but it was, it was a very, very close in mental space for me where I had to protect my mindset as much as possible. And then I grew past, you know, growing through that whole business space. And then, you know, now coming in, you know, several, you know, over a decade later, looking at where, we, where I am now and like looking back and like, oh, man, I am so happy I made that decision. Reinvention is not for the faint of heart. You know, starting over from scratch is really not. And when you do it with a kid, wow, there's all these other things that come into play and the truth is, I, you know, some of my highest heights, she's been there with me and some of my lowest lows, she's been there with me. And um, 
confusing to, to her at points and um, other moments when she's proud of me. Um, but it's really is ultimately you really need to know your why, you know, just like anything, you start from that place. Um, and um, you know your why, and she has always been the forefront of my why, so that I can not only, yes, provide for her, but I want to set an example. I want to be someone she'd be proud of and someone that can live a courageous life. You know, my coaching is called the bold life, you know, so that you can live a bold life because it's while scary, fear is very real. There is functional fear and there's false fear, right? Functional fear is your toddler walking into the street. That's functional, you know, running into a bear during a hike. That's functional fear. <laughs> but most of those things don't happen. Most of our everyday fears are those false fears. Those false fears of what are people going to think of me? What if I'm not enough? You know, who do I think I am? Those are all false fears because those are part of your limiting beliefs, right? And so if I could impart any of that to my daughter while making these, these transitions, and you're right, Patrick, it's you have silent contracts with the people in your life. And they expect you to show up like you did, like you're in this silent contract. Like for you, it was in the medical business, right? And for me, it was always like this very successful producer, right? And so when I chose to step off of that, the silent, they were like, what? What are you doing? We have this silent contract. You are supposed to be this. And when you veer off of that, that becomes a, 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 a could be a bone of contention, which it was for you. And it was for me and my daughter. Our relationship suffered for a while um, when I definitely went off on my own to try to. to ah, touch on yeah. Say that again. Please touch on the communication with your daughter through all these transitions. I think that's really important. touch on the communication with your daughter through all these transitions. I think that's really important. Well, the, that's the thing is. It was always about having open communication. And um, and that sometimes came from her as a teenager mad at me. She was really angry. Like, how, what are you doing? How can you do this? Like, the, the world you're in now is so unstable. And so she had fear mm -hmm. for her life. And she was very verbal with me. And it, it was something that I instilled in us in our relationship from very young is that we always will speak our truth to one another. And her truth was that she was angry at me. And she was, you know, and it's been a journey back from anger to to trust and loving again, because I I, I took us for a little bit of a ride there. You know, because I the great I saw something great that I was going for. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you you achieve it and sometimes you don't, but it's what you take away from it and your and how you relate to it and the choices you make after that. Like what worked, what didn't work, and what can I do differently are questions that I always ask. Now, Patrick, you're coming from I mean, you're a bit younger. Some of the pressures you felt, you know, not only from your family. But how did that, you know, steer, you know, whatever move you thought was the best move? How did you steer that between pressure with your family and what you thought was best for you? 
I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily it wasn't an easy process. You know, like I mentioned, it's you as a and I heard this from one of my mentors where he mentioned entrepreneur being an entrepreneur is a lonely road. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, you know, it, it resonated so much in understanding in the sense, you know, that as you go through the journey of being an entrepreneur or not just being an entrepreneur, just starting, you know, you know, from scratch, there is going to be like Barbara mentioned. I love that silent contract, by the way, mm-hmm. that's like a whole title in itself, a silent contract. Um, that silent contract that Barbara mentioned was something that it, it affected a lot of the relationships, you know? Um, so relationship with my siblings were affected with it. Relationship with my parents were affected with it. I had to take a couple of years, like several years to rebuild relationship with my family. Um, just because I needed to protect my mental space. And so I couldn't afford the, the luxury of having any uh, additional or optional negativity coming towards my general vicinity. So I had to shield myself completely. And so to do that, which I don't recommend people doing, is just helping now knowing better. I was, I was a lot younger going through the, through the process. And so it's my easiest way to solve it was to deflect and avoid. I was like, you know, have a shield, deflect, avoid, deflect, avoid, don't confront, don't approach, don't answer, just deflect and avoid. And so in that process, you know, I lost a lot of contact with people, lost a lot of contact with family. But then as, you know, I started regaining myself again, then it was just like, okay, guys, yes, maybe we were off on, on the wrong foot, but I'm a little bit smarter now. So let me, let me talk to you guys. Let's, let's have an open conversation, which I never had um, and an open conversation. And, you know, for any of those that have, that are, um, I, I think this this scenario is a lot more similar to most immigrants. Uh, most immigrants, they will have that that scenario where your parents are expecting the best, the absolute best. They don't care how you do it. They just want to know you do it. Um, and so the idea of an open conversation was never going to be open. It's one-way conversation. I'm going to tell you what I want for you to do with your life, and you need to execute on that, <laughs> on that direction, on that directives. And so it just was a, it wasn't the easiest flow. I'm going through it, but again, I'm glad it did. And I want to commend you for that because it's courageous because a lot of people for don't follow their dreams. Don't want to do what, because they're afraid of losing the people in their lives. Right. right? And so that for you is very courageous that you did that. So I do want to acknowledge you for that. Let's say this, let's, uh, let's kind of use examples. Let's say, because we're dealing with people who are starting from zero and have maybe they have you know bigger families maybe they have you know wife brothers sisters they're pretty close um what would you say for them as far as starting in an endeavor that maybe doesn't have the most support but they really want to get it done like how how important is that that relationship between uh purpose and why and your relationship with your family well you know that's the thing it's like you have to really Plant your feet. Okay. Decide. You have to decide. Everything's a choice, right? You decide how important is it for you as a brand new baby entrepreneur, like I like to say, uh, to follow your dreams, right? And just like a baby, um, you're going to try to walk and you might fall over, but you're going to pick yourself up and keep going. 
right? And so if you're a baby entrepreneur and you really want that and your family is, here's the thing, your family is not being unsupportive because they want to be unsupportive. They love you and they're afraid. Again, fear rules people. And they're afraid, they're, they're worried about your future, they're worried about you. So it's not because they don't love you. And, and actually, it's because they do love you. That they, because new things are scary to people, right. you know? Stepping out of your comfort zone. If your comfort zone is here, stepping into the unknown is very hard for people. If, you're, you know, if your comfort zone is in the middle of, of this circle... And everything outside of that circle is the unknown, but that's where possibility lies. That is a very scary place for people. So when you do that and you step into the unknown, people in your family who love you may not support you. That being said, open communication is a really great thing. And acknowledging them, say, I understand your fear and I, and, and uh, you know, and I acknowledge that you are afraid for me, but can you just trust that I have a plan in place? Right. And for you, Patrick, is, hey, uh, they, like they said, they don't know you as, you know, Barbara, the, the life coach yet. And maybe, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, of course, these people are starting from zero, Patrick, they, quote unquote, don't look the part, right? They, they look a certain way, you know, they've had some times, they you know, maybe, you know, maybe they can't get the best haircut or the best clothes. You know, how do you kind of work with uh, those people who have doubts just about looks and aesthetics and things like that, Patrick? <laughs> so so that, that's actually very interesting because, you know, I started into the financial services industry uh, being, being a, you know, in your 20s and telling someone, uh, I, rem- I, remember, I remember this one very, very well. Um, the first time I had to sit with this gentleman where we're moving $5 million for him. And he's in his, like, he was 55 at the time. And he was just looking at me and he was just, he was just staring at me for the, for the longest. And as we were having a conversation, before we started the conversation, he was just kind of giving me this look and I'm like, Oh man, why did I take this appointment? What am I doing here? I'm not good enough. I'm not the right person for him. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not this. I'm not, I, I started like mentally like, I, the guy hasn't even said a word. He was just eyeballing me. And he, <laughs> he was just eyeballing me pretty hard. And I think uh, it was in one moment where uh, the, the, guy, the, guy made a, the guy made a statement. He's like, okay, so what are you going to teach me today? What are you, you going to... And right when he said that, I was like, oh, you just walked into my space. Mm-hmm. You asked me what I'm going to teach you. I know so much that I can teach you. Yeah. By the fact that he opened up the ball in the sense of like a challenge, you know, in that in that's into my own space. I was doubtful. I was significantly doubtful that I have nothing to tell this guy. But when I when I got into my own, like, you know, Barbara says the why I knew exactly why I was, you know, there with him. I knew exactly what I can do for him. And and so I just straight up went up from the from the top of it. And by the time we got done with the conversation, Normally, you know, moving such a large amount of money would take multiple visits, you know, to be able to sit down with them, wine and dine them, go through all this spill. And I didn't have an office at the time. 
I was sharing an office. This was this was kind of like in the earlier years. Uh, I was sharing an office and um, being able to go through this process, sitting with this guy. And by the time we got done with the meeting, I want to say two days later, I gave him a call and we moved. We legitimately moved his money over. And I had to ask him. I was like, you know, what's because I, I do a survey at the end of all of my meeting with all the clients. And, and so I kind of go through the process of like, you know, why are you deciding to work with myself and work with my company or the company that I'm choosing to work with you as opposed to you working with anybody else? And he just said, you were genuine with yourself. And that was it. And this was probably one of the, 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 the I want to say within my, this was my third year in the financial services industry. Uh, yeah, but my third year in the financial industry, when I met with this gentleman and he said that I was just genuine and I was like, that, that was it. All of the fears that I was having before was because I was trying to be something else. Like I would suit up, I will be like super fly. And when he said, he just moved his money because I was genuine at the time, that was the largest amount of money I ever had to deal with. And that registered right away to me now knowing that if I have to do anything, I just have to be myself. You're going to love me. You're going to hate me, but I will be myself. And in the process for new entrepreneurs, it's, you may not have the outfits, you may not have the, you know, all of that stuff, but let your work speak for you in that regards. If you, if you exude confidence within yourself, that, that's it. You just have to like be confident with you your knowledge of what you have to offer. And that was, that was all I needed to do was after that standpoint, I was like, Oh, tch, light bulb went off. And I was just winning after that point because I had someone that had so much money. Just tell me that someone that didn't have any money could still have told me that same information, but because I was so afraid of that guy in that appointment, that meeting that it, it created that knowledge for me to now understand like, Oh, that really is all I need to do is I just need to be genuine. And, and that, that, that's the same message I'll tell any entrepreneur is just be genuine with yourself. Now, um, Barbara, you come from the entertainment world. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this. Um, the difference, or not the difference, but what is the battle between being authentic and actually looking the part in the entertainment right. world? Um, it's two, first of all, they live in two different worlds altogether. It's like, you know, playing a part, playing a part is, you know, is that. And sometimes, speaking of that, that bleeds and you, in your life, you start playing a part, right? And it's a story, You're mm-hmm. it's back to what you were doing. You were telling yourself a story. What story are you telling yourself, mm-hmm. right? And people tend to play parts in their lives versus being authentic. And so, yeah, if you're on a TV show and they're paying you to be somebody else, go for it. But (laughs) if they're not, I'm saying be yourself. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about authenticity and why you should own. This is why um, Patrick got to move $5 million. It's because he showed up as himself. He showed up completely authentic. and and, And part of that was vulnerable. You know, and part of that, like, if you learn, you learn it to teach it and you live it to preach it. And that's what he Ooh, was like doing, that. right? And that's what Can he was one doing. More time, one more time, please. I have to write that one. <laughs> <laughs> you learn it to teach it and you live it to preach it. Hmm. Okay. And so what that means is 
you know, you show, you're going to show up as you. And if you've learned it, you can teach it. If you lived it, you can preach it. But the more you show up as yourself, here's the secret. I'm going to tell you, not everybody's going to like you. And that's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but, but so don't change yourself so that everybody will like you. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Your tribe will find you. You know, your vibe attracts your tribe. I mean, that's, you know, people say that all the time, but there's a reason for cliches. There's a reason for them. They, because they're true. But the more authentic you are to yourself, people are going to fall away. And you want those people to fall away. That's what's true. Because they're not the right audience for you. Here's the deal. And, you know, if you've been in network marketing in any way, shape or form, you've probably heard this. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person Mm -hmm. and vice versa. You can't say the right thing to the wrong person. So as the more and more you find yourself and you do the personal development to really know who you are, the best version of you, authentically you, in alignment, the more people are going to find you, the right people are going to find you. I like how you guys keep me just right on schedule on this podcast. You guys are <laughs> I love it. But hey, uh, the uh, the vibe attacks your tribe. I might make that a bumper sticker. That's pretty I, I like that one. I, I wrote that one down too. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm writing down. I'm like, hey, so if you like, oh, memes. I'm, I'm putting up a bunch of memes out of this. <laughs> right? So, yeah. but, hey, as, a, as a good uh, segue, uh, real quick, Barbara, you have some books uh, I know you have uh, to plug. So as we're as we're bigging up your your bars over here, just mm-hmm. tell them about some of the books they can or how they can find you before we kind of get going again. Um, okay, so how they can find me? They can find me a couple different ways. They can go to barbarabonds.com. Barbara spelled B-A-R-B-A-R-A-B-O-N-D-S. Not like Barbara Streisand. She, you know, she doesn't have that A, but I but most other Barbaras do. Um, so, and that's my bold life and coaching. I do one-on-one coaching. I do group coaching and that's, um, performance coaching, life coaching and business coaching. I also am soon going to launch. Um, I'm launching a group with two other amazing coaches. We're launching a program called Joe Bash for, um, women who are feeling a little lost in their journey and really are looking to for fulfillment and what that means and how to because we tend to as women you know tend to get lost in serving and with and forgetting ourselves so that's one portion of my coaching and then I have a daily show on my Facebook um, called um, from Monday to Friday called nothing but BS and um, and It's a double entendre on purpose, right? Because we talk about a lot of things that are BS. And but the hosts are Barbara and Sasha. So it's nothing but Barbara and Sasha, nothing but BS. So it's got that double entendre. And we basically talk about whatever comes up for the day. It's about being social on social media. We really are interested in what people want to talk about. So we're going to touch on that a bit uh, in the, as we go along with the podcast as a social media and your personality on there. But uh, really important, uh, as it was Barbara's talking about, self-improvement, a uh, big thing when you're getting into a, a new venture. 
Um, but the biggest thing I want to kind of touch on before we kind of do the, the self-improvement stuff is uh, delegating your weaknesses. Um, Patrick, I want you to touch on, hey, when you're, you're starting a new uh, transition, uh, what is, what is a, a good way or what's a good, um, how have you delegated your weaknesses when you're taking on a new adventure, uh, a new transition to what you were getting into, doing, or partnering up with? As far as, and, and before, before I jump into that, I, I do, I do want to mention one thing, you know, about, about Barbara as well, just because um, this is, this is more of a, a personal experience of, you know, just, just having to sit down like a heart to heart sit down. Like it wasn't a, uh, you know, it's, it's like a different type. Of, I just want to just really, cause I know she's not going to bring this up of herself, but she's a different type of coach. Like she's a legitimately a different type of coach that will talk to your heart and be like really, really transparent about it. And, you know, the show that they, that they do put up on a, on a daily, nothing but BS. Also, it's, it's, it's something that opens up real conversations and, you know, it's super short bits, but it opens up real daily conversations. I wanted to just really just throw that in there. Um, but as far as, you know, your question, Andy, um, looking at how do I delegate or how do I do I do stuff in the beginning? Thankfully, we're in a technological age. So I, hence the name Digital Technopreneur. We're in a technological age. And so it's being able to, I assign a lot to tech that I cannot do. Um, and and I use a lot of tools to be able to help me simplify things down when it, when it's needed. So before I had a personal assistant, there are softwares out there that you can easily, and it still exists today. I mean, they're a lot better today that you can have automatically set up appointments for you. People can schedule themselves into it. Um, people can have their follow-up appointments and you don't have to do any of that work. You don't have to hire an assistant to be able to do that either. Um, so being able to um, start having some of the things that I was not good at, which is I wasn't the best at follow-up. So I just scheduled a lot of my follow-ups on tech and just have the tech do it. Send, send an email, um, you know, you can do an if and or why, you know, kind of a scenario there. So that way it automatically, things can get done for you on the tech side. But as you start going through the process, you know, I mentioned this, um, I think on the first episode where it's, you want to be able to, you, you, you need a, um, you need to create your initial, that small circle, you know, that very, very small circle to start out with, it really helps. Um, so for example, like this, getting into the whole podcasting space, I don't know much about it as getting started into it. So the first thing I did was, okay, my Rolodex, who do I know that actually does anything podcast related? I was like, okay, let me, let me check in with Andy. He always, he's got a lot going on. So let me see if he's got the openness, you know, the open schedule to kind of fit me in and work with me through this process. And I was lucky you were like, Boom, you were, you were open to it. I was like, okay, forget everybody else on the list. <laughs> so I didn't have to go down my list. So that was perfect. But in that sense of delegation, it's you get to, before you, before you go further out, you want to be able to seek internally first to see what resources do you have already available to you and then be resourceful with that. Um, and that's, that's truly you know, where I kind of got started with this whole idea of, a, of the podcast is I looked through my resources to see, okay, who can I reach out to? Um, Barbara's got a lot going on. Can she do this? I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out to her, see if she's available. And the same thing, uh, it's, you just have to be resourceful. Uh, I, I think it was Tony Robbins who mentioned it, it you know, it's, 
it's not about the amount of resources you have. It's about, a, it's about being resourceful with the resources that you have available to you. And that truly is where delegation kind of comes in is you just have to be resourceful with what you have. The rest is like, it comes and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just go as you go. Now, Barbara, you, um, like you said, you went entertainment and then you went, uh, of course, producer, you know, what kind of leverage, who did you use when you were transitioning to, let's say, you know, either financial services or even getting into book writing, getting into, now you have a TV show. Like when you couldn't do something, how did you delegate those weaknesses when you were kind of going through those rough patches? Um, good question. Here's the thing is, it, the first thing is really figuring out what your weaknesses are. And how you can, you know, buttress them, if you will, so that you can find people who do the thing you do not so well and go like, okay. I mean, one of the things, and I, I, I hear you, Patrick, now with so much technology, you can automate a lot of things. Personally, when I start something new, I actually budget a little bit of money so that I can hire a VA. Because I like to, there are things that I don't want to spend time doing. Mm -hmm. And so those are the kinds of things that it really is smart because you have your zone of genius, right? And you should rely on your zone of genius. And so all the other things can be delegated. And so, and that also comes true with partnership. Finding partnerships is really good. Let's say you can't afford to hire a VA. Who can you partner with? Who can you be, who can you leverage, right? And so like, let's say like Patrick, Patrick is very systems oriented. I am not. (laughs) So I could be like, hey, Patrick, I have this idea. I can help you with this. And then maybe you can help me with that. And so really looking for, especially as as young entrepreneurs, baby entrepreneurs, like I like to call them, um, getting started in business, finding other entrepreneurs who have strengths that you don't have and kind of creating a collective is a great way to start you know, your businesses. So then that way you guys can have, it's like your own mastermind. And it's like, okay, how do you do this? Creating masterminds is really important. Having mentorship is important because a mentor is going to help you um, navigate the mistakes that you would normally make. They can help you because they will tell you a cautionary tale as to how they did it. And, um, and how, how you can potentially avoid some of those pitfalls. So those are like really important things to put in place, your resources. I actually would write a, a, a list of your skills and really be cognizant of what your skills are and what your weaknesses are and really start from that place because we all have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so acknowledging, not ignoring them and acknowledging them is, go- is going to be a step up for you because a lot of people try to do everything. And we cannot do everything as much as we really want to. We're just going to get caught in the weeds and your success would can be further away from where you are right now. 
And that's really important, I think. Uh, so as we kind of went to, you know, delegation, we talked about self-improvement. I know this is a big thing you do, Patrick, but how important is, is documenting the progress? How important is seeing where you came from so you understand that you've, you have been grilling or you are on the right track or you are heading towards what you were, you know, um, trying to um, accomplish and your goals uh, when you first started? So talk about how you kind of document your progress to kind of uh, for your businesses. So, so for myself, I... <laughs> I'm a system person. Yes, now everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> so I use a I use an app. Um, uh, it's it's an app, but it's also a regular tool as well. It's called Trello. T R E L L O. And Trello is what I I use significantly for every. I use that for every client. I use that for every business move that I make. Every every project that I'm working on, I'm I'm setting that. I'm using Trello. Trello is a product. Uh, productivity board that I just is almost like me having uh, sticky notes, but instead of having sticky notes, I actually can group them into like nicely placed um, uh, uh, boards that I can just kind of move stuff very easily. And so going through every process, I have micro milestones that I set in the process to be able to know, okay, I'm on track towards, you know, it's, you know, whatever, let's say for example, this, this transitional process of building something, you know, like, like we're, we're working right now, building a digital company. It's, I have an idea what the digital company is going to look like now in the end of the, you know, maybe not the end, but like a little bit away from now, I have an idea of what it would look like. And so I had to sort of re, uh, reverse engineer that direction to say, okay, so if I want this to be something that I have, let's say, for example, I'm a thousand, um, subscribers, for example, let's just use that as a, as a number. Then I have to kind of say, okay, how long will it take me to get there? I don't know. The time-wise, I'm not necessarily concerned about the time. So as entrepreneurs, one thing I would say is don't use time as a marker um, because it will give you a false reading when you now try to double up on that timeline and say, oh, you know what? I've just did this in X amount of time. So let me do twice as much work in that same time. And you may not be as effective in that. So I don't use time as a as a as a marker um, as much as I use the milestones that I need to accomplish. So I set little micro milestones to say, okay, um, I started this out. I said to myself, okay, I just need to get my very first uh, ten people in the community. I hit that. I was like, oh, cool. This is kind of exciting. I have never actually built really built a community before. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Let me get to 30. And right now we're at 26. I was like, okay, okay. This is still week three, but I didn't put a market in the sense of like, oh, by week three, I would be at 30. No, it was just 30 would be the next and then go to 50 and then go to 100. And I have a, a, a sustaining, uh, you know, a flow of like, okay, I need to be at, you know, 200, maybe 300, you know, by the end of the year, if I continue in a proper plan. And so that's, really how I set up, I set up markers that I just need to be able to see the progress of me hitting those markers. And that's, that's really what it is. It's, you just, I just set up micro milestones. How about yourself? Same question for you, Barbara, the progress. How have you documented, do you document your progress or what tools do you use to say, hey, I'm growing, I'm on the right track. Um, I, hey, because you've been through a lot of different yes. you know, avenues uh, like Patrick has, you know, how have you documented the process to like, you know, reward yourself as well as, you know, see if you're on the right track. Yeah. And that was, uh, that's funny that you say that because that was one of the things I was going to add because I too have milestones, you know, you have to have milestones and 
you go, what's your end, what's the end game and reverse engineer it from that. So on that, we are totally in sync. What I add to it is at certain milestones, I add rewards, right? Because it's important to, as you're going along, to reward yourself, right? Life is a game. It's one of the best books I've read is about the game of life. Life is a game. And in that game, you should reward yourself. Um, And so those are milestones that you, and, you know, sometimes you're not going to hit those milestones and that's okay. So you, you really, you evaluate, you evaluate where you are, what worked, what didn't work and go like, okay, so let me, because when you make a declaration, it's powerful. Right. And so you make that declaration and then you do the work to get to that declaration. You start a new conversation, you do new work to make that declaration, you know, a reality. Sometimes you're not going to hit it, but that is okay. See, here's the one thing that I really want to emphasize with people. Okay. Let's say in your business, there's 10 things you want to get done. Right. And five of those things makes you, you do them and they're fantastic. You've hit a home run. Four of those things, it's neutral. You did the work. It, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm, you know, but it was good work. Right. And then one of those things was kind of like, not so good. Right. So what do you think most people concentrate on? That one thing. That one thing. That one thing that didn't work out. You had five amazing things, four neutral things, and one thing that was that probably didn't work out. It was a mistake. It was this. That is where people focus. And that is the thing that people need to shift because what you focus on grows. And so if you're only focusing on the one little negative thing and you discount all this other stuff, it's going to be a long and hard road for you. So that's why it's important to have these milestones, have these rewards and really go, you know, it's like going, okay, I did this. Here's a reward. And if there's that one thing that doesn't work out, evaluate it. Be in a curiosity mind, not in a judgment mind, right? So be curious about what happened. Don't be judgmental about it. I talk to my clients about this all the time. We spend most of our lives judging ourselves. Versus just being curious and um, not necessarily attaching things to that. Because when we give something an attachment like that, like a negative attachment, that Mm -hmm. stays with us for a long, long time. So as you're starting out in your career, that's one of the things. Look at things through the lens of curiosity and not the lens of judgment. Nice. I want to mention something real real quickly, just so... Um, Cause I like, I like that rewards and I don't do that as often as I need to, you know, I'm going to be very, very honest with that. I don't, I don't put in those rewards myself as I need to, but I want to be able to just make a quick separation between a goal and a mindset and a, and a milestone because mm-hmm. a goal, you definitely want to have a goal and set like an ideal timeline for the goal. The milestones are sort of like the in-between, that's why I call them micro milestones. They're, they're just like mini goals that you're setting toward that bigger goal that you're trying to achieve. Um, in that in that sense. So I do have my goal with a deadline of like, okay, I want to be able to execute, do this at this point in time. I want to be able to have done this. The milestones, that's the part that allows me the flexibility. So that way, when I do make a shift, I'm like, 
And it allows me to course correct a lot faster with the milestone. So I just want to just kind of throw that one little bit in there just so that way, because after I said it, I wanted to, I was like, maybe someone may be confused within when I say goal versus right. milestone. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to, it's like, what motivates you? Because mm-hmm. some people are motivated by consequences versus rewards, right? So there is that. It's, it's really about taking that and looking at yourself and going, what motivates me? So is it a consequence? If I don't get these 30 people, whatever the goal is, is the consequence, what is that consequence that'll help make you get there? That, you know, let's say you're afraid of public speaking, you have to go on a Facebook Live. Like little consequences right. like that, you know? But it depends on what motivates you. And what motivates you is, is actually going to go back to your childhood is what motivated you as a kid when you, when you had to do something. Was it because you were going to get punished? There was some sort of consequence or was there a reward? And people are, are motivated by different things. Yeah. So just to be aware of that. Very good. As the Digital Technopreneur Podcast, we're going to do some high level stuff now. And Barbara, I mean, you are coming from a space, you're an award-winning producer, um, but you're also reinvented. So you've kind of been on both sides. You're also, you're also a woman who's probably been in some meetings when you probably get looked at certain ways just for that. So yeah. kind of talk about um, your experience between humi- uh, humility and fear, that balance, and kind of the things you've dealt with being in meetings that you're probably overqualified for, didn't get the attention or, you know, new meeting when you're in a different times or a different space and uh, yeah. you're trying to see where you're at. Yeah, it's it's so true. And here's the thing about being in um, being at the table and not feeling like you should have a seat at that table. It's very insidious feeling. It's it really is. And I've been at tables and meetings where I felt invisible. Right. And so but. It really is for me, when I have felt like that, I have to understand that that is my story that I'm telling myself. And what's really, and that being said, there's something, discrimination is very true. So as much as there is a story I'm telling myself, there is discrimination that happens in the world, you know, whether it's race or sex or, you know, station in life or or education there is that that people they their stories come with you know prejudgment of who you are when you walk in the room but what i say is the 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 more and more confident you are the more you can own a room and that is and confidence comes from and i heard this from a mentor is the promises you keep to yourself builds your confidence, showing up to places completely prepared leads to confidence. And then um, really then being authentic and not allowing the situation, your circumstances to, to dictate how you show up. Right. And so in rooms where I, you know, where I was full of fear, you know, because I'm like going, oh, my God, I'm talking to multimillionaires, I'm talking to studio executives, whatever it is, it's like, in the end, you're a soul and I'm a soul. So I'm going to talk to you soul to soul. 
everything else is all, you know, decoration. But if I talk to you from one person to another, a soul to soul, and really let all the other stuff go away, then we're on equal playing field. And that's where, uh, where, where everything can begin. And so that's kind of a thing I do for myself, like to psych myself up for the big game, you know, for whatever the meeting is, is that it's like, this is another soul that I'm talking to, right? Yeah, they might have a few more million dollars than I do. They may have, might have this more than I do, but I have this and I come with this. We all come with our little bag of tools and everybody's is different. So, but if we relate to each other from soul to soul, doesn't matter what our skin color, our sex is, and all of that, uh, the world would be such a better place. <laughs> I like what you touched on. I want uh, Patrick to add on. Hey, Patrick, what is your your pre meeting like? What do you what do you do for yourself, real quick, when you have that that hey five minutes before you walk in a room, walk in a boardroom, walk in a house? What is your five minutes like? That that pre couple of minutes. Um, First things first, I've get, I, I get, depend on, depend on the mood I want to be in, I, 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 my headphones goes in and I get like a quick jam session in myself to bump myself up. A Dwight Street in the office when he's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. something, something like that. So normally, normally it, you know, before it would be in the car while I'm driving to an appointment, then I like, I pump myself up with that. And, and I, I say a prayer actually. And the prayer is simple. It's just. God gave me the opportunity to help me express the message that I need to for this particular person. And that's it. And that's, that's, I do that and I'm ready. Once I, once I, once I just put myself into that, into that space, then it's just like, then I'm ready to kind of jump right into it. And, and, um, but I like, I like what Barbara mentioned as, you know, thinking, you know, speak soul to soul. I never, I never looked at it like in that, in that sense, but I like that, um, that, that view um, of it. Mm-hmm. But on digital side, they can see some of the breadcrumbs so that when you now say, I think I like this direction better because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the results that it's getting out, that, that I'm getting for myself, and I want to I wanna move this way. It allows you to kind of pivot so much more quicker, I think, online. I want to add something to that. That is why it's so important to show up authentically mm-hmm. because then you're, you're growing your audience and they're getting to know, like, and trust you. So mm-hmm. when somebody knows, likes, and trusts you because you've shown up as yourself, mm-hmm. that pivot becomes easier because they'll follow you because they've grown to know you, they've grown to like you, and most importantly, they've grown to trust you. Yeah. I think that's a perfect segue, guys. Uh, it's kind of wrapping things up. We took the full journey, I believe, of imposter syndrome um, am I a fraud? And is this the right move for me? So we covered a lot. Um, before we kind of go into wrapping things up, final thoughts from you, Barbara, and go ahead and please plug um, your books and your show one more time again for the audience so they can check you out. And please go ahead and support Barbara, support the people who support this show, please. Woo-hoo. Yes. Um, final thoughts is like, be kind to yourself. You know, This is a journey that is never a straight line when you're an entrepreneur. So be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace because it is, you know, and believe in yourself above all things. Believe that you have what it takes and to to make the life that you want. It's one of the quotes that I have from a poem from Mary Oliver. It's like, tell me 
what it is you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. Like it is a precious life and it could be a wild ride. I am all about adventure. And, um, and I feel like we should all live from that place of adventure. So I really am committed to helping people make their dreams come true and really um, see what's, what do you want and what's in the way. That is what my coaching is about. I really, and thank you for saying that earlier, Patrick, I cut to the heart of everything. It's who I am in, in my nature. So if you want to have a free consultation, you mentioned this, you mentioned this podcast, and then we can have a free coaching session. So it's a discovery session. You can figure out what it is you want, what you, you know, what's in the way, and we can talk about it. And you can find, you can um, do that on barbarabonds.com and, or be bold with barbarabonds.com. And you can find me there. Look out for my um, online program that's, that's going to be coming out soon and tune in to Nothing But BS because that's a really great way to stay in touch with me. Nothing But BS, my, um, that's on Facebook and you can find me and my full name, we'll put it in the notes, it's Barbara Caratalabons and that's how I'm, I'm posted on Facebook and find me on Instagram and I am Barbara Bonds at Instagram and I'm here to help you. If you have questions, feel free to ask me questions. I'm here to answer them, whether it's business or coaching or just really learning how to pivot. I'm here for you. Perfect. Thank you, Barbara. And again, Patrick, the hostess with the mostest, uh, the, the DT himself. Um, final thoughts about the journey and then go ahead and please let people know how to stay in touch with the community and, um, you know, kind of about the next show, which I believe is going to be solo versus team. So touch on that, please. Um, so definitely I want to say thank you, Barbs. Uh, Barbara, I... I <laughs> he calls me Barbs. It's okay. <laughs> uh, she, has a, she has a place in my heart. So, um, you know... Thank you um, for for being you know being on this on the show on the podcast with us. I mean, it really it really means you know you shared a lot of great a lot of great knowledge, and I'm hoping people really take on the advantage of wanting to get to know you more. Um, you know, just as much as I know you, I want them to really get to know you and and get to learn from you because you are a wealth of knowledge. Um, and as we as we look in regards to going into next week, uh, next week we're going to be kind of looking at you know, a few things in the sense of um, building a business as a solopreneur versus, you know, building a business, you know, having a team, you know, how, how does that, how does that affect which direction you decide to go and why should you choose what direction you want to be able to go? And so we're, we're, we have a guest speaker that I want to be able to kind of bring on and, uh, you know, he's someone who has a fitness uh, business and started out as an individual, you know, start up as a solopreneur and then eventually went on the LLC side and we're going to have some fun conversation with that one. Uh, but uh, overall, I really appreciate everyone being, you know, um, here within the community and to find, of course, the community is on Facebook. Um, we are the digital technopreneur on Facebook. Um, easy to find. Join us, join the conversation, introduce yourself, um, get to learn from everyone, ask questions. And we, this is this is for everyone to grow collectively. We're all starting from ground zero, quote unquote, so to speak. So if you already have everything made up, imagine you're starting again and we'll build it. If you've already built it, teach others how to build it. And that's what we want this to be about. I'm excited for this. I truly am. 
very excited for this, and I appreciate you guys. So, passing it over back to the Mr. Anderson, Andy, as I like to call him. Uh, Andy, appreciate uh, well, Again, guys, thank you guys so much for checking out the Digital Technopreneur Podcast. This is Patrick Olawa, our special guest, Barbara Bonds. Thank you so much for having you. Watching. Oh, you've been amazing, Barbara. Honestly, you are a gift beyond gifts, and it's not even Christmas yet, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. It's an honor for me to be oh. on here with you guys and to potentially help one person would be great. It's been beautiful, guys. So please, if you guys are watching this, leave comments. If you guys want to see a certain topic or something you'd like to kind of cover, we've covered a lot of things and, you know, not enough because I know you guys are going through so many different things. So from Patrick Alava, Barbara Bonds, we're just going to say bye. We'll see you next week, next Tuesday. Um, maybe next Tuesday we might have to switch a day, but uh, we will be here next week on the Digital Technopreneur Podcast. Please take care. Take care. You guys.